Hi, this is Patrick Ray, director of I Am Lisa, Nailbiter, and Arbor Demon, and you are listening to Nightmare Junkhead. your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that was raised catholic so we're always packed for a guilt trip mm-hmm. my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're putting on a little sarah mclaughlin in the background as we try and tempt you to join our film family with our best of patreon episode and whether or not you've donated to sally struthers you can listen into our show Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your, for less than a dollar a day hole. (laughs) (laughs) And because it's free, you can follow us out there on social media. We're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and clip show shenanigans. (laughs) And as this episode is releasing on Friday, February 4th, all you need to do is go to screenland.com and they've got your various shenanigans taken care of indoors and virtually. And the very Friday, this film, or I should say, yeah, this episode is being released. Oh, goodness gracious. The... Over or under the amount of times <laughs> you will either see in the pre-show or hear in the introduction. And probably in the post-show. And then there's mod. And that's restraint on both ends here. <laughs> Finally, seeing on the big screen a movie that had a lot of hype and is part of Screenland's best of 2021. Saint Maud finally at Friday Night Frights. <laughs> I'm 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 optimistic yet hesitant for multiple reasons. One, I heard nothing but good things. Okay, so that's a good reason to go. But also, that's one of my other reasons that I'm hesitant. I'm usually over. Don't want to get burned by hype, but at the same time, a lot of expectations. Then you add the fact from the studio that brought you The Witch, from the studio that brought you The Hereditary, from the studio that brought you Midsommar. So, so I'm a little bit more than uh, than like, ah. I, I put that particular trailer in there just for you, genius. And I, for anyone that... Two out of three is bad. So for well, me. For one me. out of three will get you in the Hall of Fame in, right. you know, in baseball. But, I dig the witch. But it, that's just it. But uh, for those that don't know, on, uh, on Friday Night Frights, we always put together a vintage trailer reel for each film. But the last trailer is always going to be for next Friday Night's Fright. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it was for St. Maud. Right. And I knew that particular trailer had from the studio that brought you and again the witch okay yay cool but like the witch like the journey so far right i'm like and then hereditary i'm like oh grumble 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 and then then, some more fuck ah 
Okay, so you already have the overhype. You already have the A24, right? And now you add the fact that through the entire movie, I'm just going to picture, like, in my mind, poorly superimposed B. Arthur's, Arthur's face on the whole thing, you know? Well, and the lady is, she's supposed to be helping is going to be Sophia. You can throw Adrian Barbeau's face. Or Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, it's right? perfect. It's perfect. And then there's Maude the whole time. I'm like, well, because I know how it ends. Yeah. Like, I mean. And that's been spoiled for you? Yes, it has. Okay. And okay. so, like. Well, needless I'm going to try say, not to giggle. If it's anything, <laughs> if anything, it's brief. It runs 88 minutes. Cool. So come on out for that. But then, then there's mod. Then there's mod. But then our following Friday Woo! Night Fright. This one and the next three films, actually, because as we'll get into here, um, are all about um, black filmmakers, uh, black artists in the genre, you know, horror uh, mm-hmm. genre. And we're kicking off. With a movie from one Ernest Dickerson, and right off the bat, you can go, well, Ernest Dickerson, there's actually multiple horror films we could pull from. Yes. But quite honestly, one that needs to be seen on the big screen, because mm-hmm. I believe you saw it in the theater, did you not? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. So you know the story of one... <laughs> Jimmy Bones. Hey, why don't you turn around and see who's behind you, mine? Fucking A, Jimmy Bones is the shit, dude. Jimmy Bones, I think is finally getting the recognition it deserves because Bones was the shit. It tanked at the box office, but me and our and with our very special guest later on today, we went to see Bones and fucking enjoyed it. And still to this day, it's got Catherine Isabel. It's got Snoop Dogg. You know, it's, it's, it's well made. It's an anti-pieces because yeah. it's not what you think it is. No, no. It's really, really good and deserves to be seen on the big screen. Uh, also in the month of February... We are going to be going back to the original 1992 classic Candyman, mm-hmm. of which we'll be referring to a little bit later. And then we're closing out uh, February's Friday Night Frights with the shit, <laughs> with the one and only Tales from the Hood. I can't wait. This is an excellent month, an excellent month. So make sure you're following us on social media for that. But on the weekend of the 4th, the uh, other repertory screenings going on at Screenland uh in honor of passing of one Peter Bogdanovich, a screening of What's Up, Doc. I've seen that. It's It's got Babs, and it's got Ryan O'Neal. So needless to say, you are going to see the trailer for the main event in the trailer reel there. My apologies. No, that's another I've seen that as well. In fact, a lot of his filmography is an I've seen that. Right, same. But I love that's what Screenland is good with, you know, kind of honoring some of the artists that have gone before us. Mm-hmm. Also screening that weekend, and it's an, I've seen that, and it's one that definitely has a cult following. I'm curious to see if you've seen it. Uh, Darren Aronofsky, Aronofsky's The Fountain. I've seen that. Okay, on all sides. Yeah. Interest. Might have to check that one. I heard good things about it. I heard weird things about it. Heady film. Yeah. Absolutely. But one that will definitely pique the interest of both of you because this is a beloved film Get it, get out there, see it on the big screen, the raid. Oh fuck yeah! And then bring some aspirin because you're gonna be tired and have a headache. Because like, that is a punishing, wonderful movie. It's a taxing film, absolutely. You uh, feel like you got your you beat the fuck up in the best way. That's it, <laughs> can't really describe that any better, right? Now, of course, it's the raid. Of course, if you're not in the Kansas City area and you would like to donate out to Screenland and support. You can do that a couple of ways. Uh, you can head over to ScreenlandOnline.com, 
where they do have a number of films you can rent, or even better, you can become a member of their film family by heading over to patreon.com slash screenland, where amongst their many tiers and perks, they do have some movie watch parties of which Genius and I contribute to, of course. (laughs) And our latest Shutter shout-out will be happening on Saturday, February 26th, what TBA. TBA at this point, but our latest one was just released last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, the, we indeed. Yes, we've talked about the ghoulish Vincent Price. A film that we were both seeing for the first time, a double feature of The Monster Club. Mm-hmm. And The Witchfinder General. God a- damn. A.K.A. The Conqueror Worm. A.K.A. The Rapey Vincent Price film. <laughs> right? Good Lord, was not quite prepared for that. But by becoming a member of the film family, you, of course, can watch both of those films on Shudder, but we give you access to a little Nightmare Junkhead home home game. The home game. exactly. Which is a customized pre-show introduction where Genius and I give a little context to the films, Mm -hmm. a trailer reel for each film. And then the scintillating post-film discussion. Where we try to process the films that we take in. Now, all of that is available at patreon.com slash screenland, but uh, genius, if we're talking uh, Patreon and film family, hey, bellies. we also have our own little film family going over at Patreon, and that's actually what this entire episode is devoted to. Exactly. This uh, episode is dedicated to all the pallies. To all our pallies all out the there. All pallies out there worldwide. <laughs> and speaking of pallies, shout out to Mark, Diana, and Chad. As they came out for our last Friday Night Fright, they know now the, the answer to the question, What's in the basket? <laughs> uh, as part of our 42nd Street double feature yes. that we were lucky enough to basically host. Malignant and Basket Case. Back to back. Back to back. So wonderful. Um, but also now available this month, our rec- latest request and review uh, where we <laughs> were able to revisit a Panic Fest classic, eh? The Last Matinee. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Bring me their eyes. <laughs> that would be part of the pre-show. Yeah. Without a doubt. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But thanks to, of course, everyone that is over there. Now, the whole thing that we're doing here in the month of February is something we probably should have done <laughs> a long time ago. Right. About the time that in this time of year is I start getting mad. It starts a little bit of madness. March. And March <laughs> madness. And yes, here in the month of March, we are going mad again as we're going back into the mouth of March madness for the sixth time mm-hmm. at this point. And we usually would always have content in the month of February, but in the month of February is the time when we start, Getting everything ready, we start having to like get guests and and get the all that stuff. We got to get things booked and finalized, and yeah. And then meanwhile, we're putting out new content as well, and woo, it becomes stressful. Yes, and we always have strived to at least try to release a new episode every Friday Mm -hmm. on the main feed. Mm -hmm. Life happens, of course, right? But But, you know, we're like what three twenty six, three twenty seven. Oh yeah, we're yeah many episodes. Yeah. A lot of podcasts do the season things. I think Media Rewind does that, actually. Um, but they, like any good seasons, they take time off. And here in the month of February, we are going to be taking off time from the main feed 
in preparation for Into the Mouth of March Madness. Mm-hmm. However, we're not taking off any time from Patreon. No, no, we got your back, bellies. Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, this month, you're going to have a new episode every Monday. And in fact, it's very much going to be a uh, Patreon sampler pack, if you will. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you a new commentary, a new horror episode, a new request and review, and a new what's the score. Oh, Ooh. oh, yeah. I'm t- again, that's the little Ooh. secret one, right? Right. Ooh. Now, of course, if you go to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead, you'll get access to all that and then some. But if we're truly talking film family. Oh, yeah. Pallies. Hey, belly. Joining us this here on our episode is a member of the film family, um, a literal friend of the podcast, someone that has known genius at his best and his worst. <laughs> and everywhere in between. He is the co-host of the Media Rewind podcast. Please welcome back Dustin Pryor. So I've known genius yesterday and tomorrow. <laughs> What's going on, gentlemen? Later on this afternoon yeah. and later on this Here in about evening. 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, it's kind of perfect. Well, the reason, main reason I wanted to make sure you were here for this episode is, number one, of course, you're usually involved in a lot of... Shenanigans. Yes. That are yeah. involved either movies... O- on mic or and off mic. <laughs> he is kind of the American Express of the podcast. Yeah, he's everywhere you want to be. Yes. Be and there. what we're going to be doing with this particular episode is plugging and promoting the content that we do put on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about a clip show, which we've done occasionally. Right. But we've never really been able to actually comment on the clips. And quite honestly, that's this episode is going to be kind of a best of mm-hmm. at this point. And like you said earlier, a sampler platter. It's like one of those, um, ooh, like those Hillshire farmers yeah. you get at the mall back in the day. And even better, though, you're not guessing with every piece you take out. We're basically going to be. sampler. We're the yeah. bite. We're the, the tooth bit. <laughs> So we're going to give you a a taste of everything that we do from every tier at this point. And the very first tier that we have is kind of the very essence of our podcast. And that is the Squidly Diddly tier. (laughs) For only a dollar a month at the Squidly Diddly tier, you, of course, are going to get a shout out here on the main feed. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to plug and promote anything that you're working on within question. Right, right, right. As as long as it's not illegal. (laughs) Yeah, no snuff films. Exactly. We don't want that kind of squidly diddly. <laughs> Come to Deepest Quell's Extermination Services. Uh, we take care of your problems. You know what I'm saying? That's much better in that case. But uh, you're also going to get access to the aforementioned Shutter shout-out content as well, mm-hmm. once a month. But more importantly, one of the things I've really appreciated with doing Patreon, finally giving into your whims there, genius, is uh, providing content and putting together stuff and having a reason to watch movies. And for only a dollar a month, three times a week, you're going to get access to what I call the I've Seen That Challenge, uh, where I share my thoughts on movies that I'm watching for the first time. Mm -hmm. And some of these are brand new films, uh, so think like Marvel's Eternals. Some of these are cult classics. And you're now dipping your toe into TV. I am definitely dipping my toe into TV. But at this point, I've gone on to 262 new films for the most part damn nice for me that's wonderful now some people out there like yeah those are rookie numbers man like (laughs) 
You know, we got to we got to beat those up. up. Exactly. Up. Meanwhile, I'm putting on sleepaway camp for the third, fourth time. You all, though, the, you've watched a number of TV series. Yeah. Though. Like, yeah. I just walked in on you watching some new. All of us are dead. Yes. That show is rad so far. I'm only on the, the first on season. Yeah, it's slick. It's like um, class to Basson. See, and that's just School it. field trip to Basan. Think of the amount of episodes <laughs> you've watched at this point. It equates to kind of the films that I've seen. Plus, Peacemaker is slick. Oh, Peacemaker's great at this point. I just watched uh, episode five. Yeah, it's good, good stuff. Very good stuff. But um, the, my whole thing then is kind of reacting to these films. So the first clip we're going to listen to is actually from a first-time watch. Appropriately, both of you <gasps> present. Is this what I think it is? I think it is. Oh, it is because... Uh, I, I kind of go into each first time viewing trying to figure out if my expectations are kind of met, underwhelmed, or exceeded. Oh, and we've been hyping this movie up. We're like, one of these days we're going to fucking bind and, and, and just bring you down. You're like, you're going to watch this and, movie. And again, I don't know why it took me so long to see Nacho Libre, mm-hmm. but I finally did an appropriate Nacho! Com- they're just trying to get out their wiggles. <laughs> You guys were very well restrained during that viewing. Just yeah, right. We wanted you to enjoy well, it. Exactly. I it's, mean, if it had been a movie like Predator, we have seen right, all of right, them about right. 50 times. Of course, we're going to throw out some jabs and some puns. But, but you we weren't can't the only. It. But you weren't the only one that was uh, no, watching was, it. And we never announced it all like back in the day of the Alamo, the quote along. That was on some. I've never seen this movie. I'm like, oh, well, you're going to have fun. But remember, everybody's going to quote along to it. Right. You know, it, it's and different. Again, but, the comfort of your own home. Which right. is where we were now. But don't trust me. Every now and then I want to go. Incarnacion. Sing. Sing for Ramses. <laughs> if you want this kind of banter, just go to the Media Rewind <laughs> podcast. Oh, no. It, it gets way dumber than this. Oh, yeah, it does. Insert Boba Fett. Ooh, booty. <laughs> but the clip we're going to listen to here is where my viewing of the film went askew. <laughs> so... <laughs> we're going to take a little listen to uh, me reacting to a bit from Nacho Libre, and we're going to come back and uh, react to my reaction. I was expecting to enjoy the movie, to laugh, to listen to Genius and Dustin try not to quote throughout. They they did pretty pretty good with the restraint, but there were certain moments they just had to let it all in. But what I didn't expect was for Nacho Libre to have some surprise horror. And so you, you at this point, you're like, wait, it's a PG movie. It's very family-friendly. Well, Greg, what's horror? What's Where's the horror? And I go, well, you know, it's surprise horror, so it's not necessarily the stuff you're expecting. And I, my classic example, and the one I go back to all the time, and thankfully there are a growing legion of people that agree with me, But there's a little film called Superman 3, and this is the one with Richard Pryor. This is the one that is overtly comical, but it also contains some surprise horror. And the worst kind of surprise horror is surprise body horror. And Superman 3 has surprise body horror. Go back to the movie where the giant computer takes in the bad guy's sister and creates the new flesh long live the new flesh i'm not shocked if like the guy that directed superman 3 was a big cronenberg fan because what happens to the sister freaked me out as a kid the sound design is something that i will never forget and her cries of pain 
of discomfort as she's being transformed traumatized me as a kid. Uh, Roger Rabbit did it for many, many generations of kids. A family-friendly film, animated, but oh, Judge Doom and his voice talking just like this. I can't do it, but it, and I don't want to do it because it's terrifying. But there's a moment in Nacho Libre where they're taking on a number of people as uh, Jack Black dons the mask, becomes Nacho. They take on this tag team known as Satan's Cavemen. Now, the name right away, I'm like, ooh, that's, that's metal as all get out. I cannot wait to see Satan's Cavemen. But Satan's Cavemen came out, and they were little people. And they had some of the most terrifying masks. And I don't know if it was a combination of the masks and the way they moved because they're closer to the ground. And this might go and feed right into Genius's uh, whole theory of scurry is scary. But I had a visceral reaction seeing them where I was genuinely disturbed and a little freaked out. And I, for some reason, I had this like flashback to some kid watching this movie, some little kid that's not expecting something terrifying and traumatizing. And I'm like, oh, is some kid going to have their Superman three moment with Nacho Libre? Because as a 45 year old man, I had a Superman three moment with Nacho Libre where it really freaked me out. Now, y'all can laugh all you want. Again, I guarantee the Superman 3 surprise body horror contingents are out there. No, it was hilarious because, like, I heard you. I could physically see you. I was sitting right next to you when Satan's caveman come out. I just heard you go, oh, God. And then you kind of, like, lean back up in your chair. Like, like you shivered a little bit. Yeah, you just kind of shimmy back up in there. Like, fuck. Like, like it's they coming made me at you. squirm. Exactly. You didn't, like, pick up your heels like, ah, like I would. Or, like, when chicken popped up and uh, digging up the marrow. But at the, at the same time, you, you were visibly upset at Satan's caveman. And, like, yeah, I think it's the combination of prosthetics and the noise they make and scurry is scary you hit it on the nose the fact that they're biting and they're like Ehh! like um um dust till and dawn dust till dawn yeah it's just that little extra bit that they included in there and again i wasn't expecting it i never thought that you would that i would have that kind of experience in nacho libre because until that point <laughs> i'm laughing along i'm having the best time because you all enhanced it for me right right but you couldn't have guaranteed you couldn't have probably guessed you couldn't have said well greg Scurry is scary, scary is for you, and you didn't mention any of it. Well, see, because I'm over there laughing at the hijinks. Cause it's right, like, yeah. It's like two little people wrestlers donned up in, like, buffalo costumes and going like, around biting Jack Black's shins. File you know, down it's, teeth. It's funny. You know, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's I, I, can, I can see where it's haunting and terrifying. It makes sense in the afterthought, but at the same time, I didn't, I found the more mirth in it as opposed to the scary. <laughs> so, and it makes sense now and again when i revisit it i'll be prepared <laughs> fast <does>. forward <laughs> it's like okay here's the time marker <laughs> oh I'd, I'd have to advert and put it on mute because if that even sounded even more high pitched worse yeah the satan's caveman <laughs> they sound like a gamorian guards 
when they fight, mm-hmm. they're there. It's weird that weird squeal. And it's and he, like I said, it was just having that moment of oh no, I'm Superman three age again, and just <laughs> you're never too old to have that moment. You never know where the horror is going to jump out at. Out of a Nickelodeon Jack Black movie, <laughs> the hand was on the rope though, so it is a legal tag in. <laughs> now the next clip we're going to listen to was uh, a first time viewing, and listen, you know we're all about the theatrical experience, and yes. We do indeed plug and promote as much as we can Screenland Armor, but there's another little independent theater here in Kansas City, and it is one of my favorites to go to. I have seen some crazy, I've seen um, a Walter Matthau film in really? this theater. Not Bad News Bears? That's not Bad News Bear at all. Um, I have seen a number of weird films at the Stray Cat Theater. And cannot recommend them enough if you're in the Kansas City area. But one of the films I saw for the first time was an I've seen that for another person that recently that passed last year, uh, Sonny Chiba's Wolf Guy, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Enrode, Enraged Lycanthrope. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that one? No, but I'm intrigued. I've seen the trailer for it and it looks wild. It's wonderful because, spoiler alert, he never technically transforms into a werewolf, but he still retains werewolf abilities. Oh, man, this is bullshit. I'm out. Well, Sonny Chiba, <laughs> Sonny Chiba's wolf cop sounds dope, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. So more than anything, this is a nice little plug for the Stray Cat Theater. But yeah, here are a few thoughts of mine from my first time experience of Wolf Guy. But it did put Sonny Chiba on my radar. It actually has multiple clips from the film and Tarantino even has a line about Sonny Chiba's character in the movie is he's not such a bad guy as he is a bad motherfucker and I think you can take that to task with pretty much any of the characters that he played and then I think a majority of people were probably familiar with him through Tarantino's Kill Bill where he had a great role as Hatari Hanzo the sword maker supreme And hopefully then, people backtracked. And I think the easiest one to backtrack to is 1974's The Street Fighter, which is, and I've seen that. In fact, um, after uh, Sonny Chiba passed away, Adam hit up and he was like, hey, should we do a a tribute? And I was like, of course we should. Unfortunately, it never materialized. But initially, we were going to be screening Street Fighter, which would have been the first time viewing for me, which would have been content for the I've Seen That Challenge. But more importantly... It would have been my exposure to Sonny Chiba's probably most famous role, his famous movie. It should be noted I have seen Sister Street Fighter, which he is in, but not the original OG. Which means I was super excited when I saw that the Stray Cat Theater was going to be screening Wolf Guy. Now, for those of you that may not be familiar with the Stray Cat Theater, it is an independent little theater here in the Kansas City area off of Broadway right down the street from where the old Denny's used to be. It's a blink and you'll miss it. It's in a little strip mall, and it is one of the most peculiar little oddities here in the Kansas City area. If you ever make it down here as part of a road trip, make sure Stray Cat is on your destinations because they are the theater that will screen the odd stuff. They're going to screen stuff that might make you uncomfortable, It should be noted, I have seen Craigar Baxley's film Stone Cold multiple times at the Stray Cat Theater. 
Let me repeat myself. I have seen Stone Cold multiple times at the Stray Cat, which means they have programmed Stone Cold multiple times. They are odd, peculiar, unique, and wonderful. And it's one of my favorite little theaters here. And this is where I caught Wolf Guy. In fact, actually just this last weekend, I came back in from Branson just in time. They actually did a 16-millimeter old-school reel-to-reel screening of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, of which I saw for the first time this year. So to see that from Screenland to Stray Cat, both of my experiences being in the theater and being... And the 16-millimeter print was friggin' rad. Uh, the gentleman that provided it even uh, had trailers for Race with the Devil, uh, Evil Dead trailer that I'd never seen. So it's... And they always, always provide a pre-show. So, you, again, the introvert in me, Loves getting there early, finding my spot, and then just soaking everything in. And man, there's a lot to soak in with Wolf Guy. And it's so funny when I I, I saw the the the, the, ta- the na- name Wolf Guy, I'm like, wait, is, do you think maybe uh, the Canadians out there had a chance to sink their teeth into this one? Because I want to say Wolf Guy, or maybe, thankfully, I'm, I have a feeling maybe Genius was there with me. He would have possibly dropped something, and or maybe that would have been my wolf cop. I would have done so. Well, you know what? There, I'm going to get to it because there was definitely something memorable beyond the film at this particular screening. So yeah, not only do you get you know new school digital project projection, but they also do these old school 16 millimeter screenings. Oh, that's rad, man! There's something about that old school charm with the grit and, and the, the grain. crackles. Yeah, and the crackles, especially when you're watching like a cool old movie. That's just it. And they they did one. I missed it, unfortunately. They did a 16 millimeter screening of Sh- uh, Shogun Warrior. No, um, Shogun uh, Assassin. Shogun, Shogun Assassin. Assassin. Yeah. Oh, that would have been rad as fuck. They that do, would have been that would have been about as close to Forty Second Street as you could possibly get. Okay, so speaking of actually, uh, you know, we recently watched Basket Case. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a screening of Basket Case there, and their pre-show was actually one of Frank Henenlotter's old student films, in which our uh, Kevin Wine, however you pronounce his last name, that's mm-hmm. it, that's um, Dwayne in Basket Case, plays a part in it and. Let's just say Dong is hung in that as well. <laughs> really? The one so of the they hand a lot of players. So you had so you had his one of the hand a lot of hangers. <laughs> <laughs> so, but imagine that though. That was part of their pre-show into Basket Case. But then I went over to Screenland, where later that night, our Friday night fright was pieces. Mm, oh, <laughs> bastard! So I had it felt like I was on 42nd Street because I went from the theater that was playing Basket Case to the theater that she was playing pieces. It oh, was incredible. Man. It was incredible. So thank you Stray Cat Theater for that particular memory and if you can and they also have a number of ways you can support them if you're not in the Kansas City area. Now that is just the $1 a month tier. Now, the very next tier we have is the I've Seen That tier. Mm-hmm. For $3 a month, you're going to get access to the stuff that we have in the Squidly Diddly tier. And we are going to be put, we put out an um, episode where we talk a newly released horror film. Mm-hmm. And we've talked some stuff. There's been a lot of stuff we've talked about with the new horror. We've seen some stuff. Oh, yes. Such sights to show you. Crazily enough, one of the clips not on here that we're going to listen to but we challenge we challenge you to watch the movie and then listen to our reactions 
we did, I think like within the first three episodes, we talked Glenn Danzig's Veronica. <laughs> Just let you know, Lenek Breaker is not going to be showing up on our clip show right now. Oh, no. I know. No, it's a bummer for some. Nor about the extra eyes of Dejit. No, actually, a few of the clips we're going to listen to here come from some of the newly released ones, and it's been a blast because we always try to see theatrical ones when and where we can. But then if we can't, we just to see what's available streaming. at home, yeah. And we've seen some amazing ones. Now, the first clip actually comes from one that we viewed via streaming, and this is one that is celebrating everything in the 90s. Uh, The first clip that we have comes from our thoughts on Fear Street, 1994. Oh, I dug that movie a lot. Yes, a you lot. did. And more than anything, it was definitely a callback to the 90s. You mm-hmm. had all the, mu- the, you know, the needle drops, music drops, but there was a moment in this film that's kind of fe- it's a standout kill, not only in the movie, but I think that year in horror. Oh, yeah. That triggered me. Ooh, that bread slicer was gnarly. And I don't know... <clears throat> If it, you know, maybe this whole episode is about me dealing with trauma, be it from <laughs> the Devil's Caveman to my reactions to a uh, the the bread slicer. But our clip does come indeed where we are talking that particular kill and my interactions back around the year of 1994. For a bloodless, so far the kills have been bloodless, mm-hmm. but that was a good one. But the one that I almost made me stand up and cheer though. Yeah, unfortunately, was my favorite character. So it kind of, one of my favorites. So it was kind of like, ah, uh, that's just it. I was not shocked that they did it, but the in the way they did it. And let me just say this: the the bread cutter kill was right as shit. Might be have to go in like the great kills of horror this year. It was a great kill. It was one. Of, now let me just say this: uh, from personal experience, in the year of 1994, I was probably still working at Jagan's IGA. Over off 151st and Metcalf. I'm going to get very regional here because uh, I started there back in like 88 or something like that as a bag boy. And I was a great bag boy. In fact, I won Employee of the Month as nice. a bag boy. I was very uh, very personable then. Uh, and then people would tip me and shit, which they weren't supposed to do. It was great. But I was so good at the time, they would allow me to go and stock shelves every now and again, which was, was a pretty big thing back in the day. And I did that so well, they actually gave me this little thing where I would work three times a week in the bakery. At the bread slicer? Well, let me get to the bread slicer. You had to work your way into the bread slicer, my friend, because ah. that is a very that is a very mean piece of machinery. You had to respect the bread slicer. Uh, it was eventually... That thing, our bread slicer, was probably built... Back in the 1800s, I think. <laughs> Did you have to pump it with your foot like some like one of those old timey like spindle wheels and shit? I think it was all steam operated. <laughs> it was like Willy Wonka's dee 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 bum 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 bum. It looked like something Stephen King would have written about. The mangler, yes, the bread, the wonder mangler. <laughs> it's it was terrifying. It was huge. It made a lot of noise. Oh shit! You you did not. You had to like. You couldn't make eye contact with it. It was like looking at Charlie when you first walk in. You know, <laughs> it was terrifying. And my manager made me afraid of it. Like they were like, "You do not mess with this. Like eventually, we're going to teach you how to use it. But if you ever need bread sliced, don't do it. You call for someone else. If you look at it, it's going to cut your arm off." I had nightmares of that thing, like eventually, like chasing me <laughs> around the store. It's, it's like in Look Who's Talking. Hey, Greg, give me your pee pee. And it's like, <laughs> like, 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 like,
The only sourdough I was going to give it, my friend, was not a prospector. And grocery stores are fucking dangerous ass places, man. Fuck grocery stores. There is a we, me and Mambali used to work at the same grocery store back in the day, and I'm telling you, this part of my thumb is grafted on because of a meat slicer, right? Do you remember? And at Kohl's or department stores, you remember those big ass um, cardboard compressors yep. oh, yeah. i had to climb down in one of those many times to get shit unjammed can you imagine man? tell me how many osha violations were had uh, that day right and if some like say jello-esque maniac decided <laughs> to follow you and push the button while you're in that you're fucked same thing with the meat slicer same thing with that bread slicer all that shit fucking it's dangerous as shit in grocery stores especially mom and pop ones like i don't know like getting regional how dangerous it is in price chopper like the new fancy ass price ones, but, chopper right plus you have like if you have one of those ones with the uh with the restaurant inside of it you got the big fucking grease mm-hmm, the grease vets and then like fucking chester fried up in there at one point i literally back my first time working through that particular grocery store i actually had to clean the trash chute it oh, was we had to do that multiple times. Did the one eye monster come out and like look around? I was looking for it, in. man. Like I was ready to call in to see three PO. I mean, it was horrid. And you know what? I'm telling you, man. I don't know if it's because like I'm a coward or what, but throwing away the trash at night and there's always scurry animals and shit because I know there's rats coming out there. The ah raccoon. Yeah, raccoons or rats or some possums are gonna come and try and bite my ankles or you know because you, you know I don't like those critters. Scurry, scary. Right, and so like that's always as dangerous. Plus, like the grease traps are all fucking stank and shit. Well, mm-hmm. it's. Grocery Dude, grease stores. traps in the summer. Oh, oh. Grocery stores oh, yeah. are it, dangerous, vile places. I mean, kudos to all the grocery store employees out there. Oh, yeah. And then you're still alive and have all your digits and limbs. Well, I will, I will say this. Eventually, I, was, uh, I made my way through the bakery to the deli. And at one point, we had a epic food fight between the bakery and the deli. And I'm, and we only could do it on Sundays when a particular manager was working because he did not care about anything. Shout out to Lance. And from Uruguay, you're from Uruguay. <laughs> he oh, had to leave the great? country because of all the food shenanigans. <laughs> Shamed for the. He he's on fired. the post office wall. You know, he got fired, so they revoked his work visa because, like, he ain't got no job. You can't stay. Bounce, and then he's like, ah. Uh, well, God love him because <laughs> at one point amidst this epic food fight, uh, my partner in said food fight, Jason, ran up to uh, the other guy in the deli named Omar and was about to hit him with something, and he slipped amidst all the the the, the food oh, and the no. Thankfully, no, didn't 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 have a bacchiotomy, right? But was immediately hit with like half of a watermelon in the face. Oh, so produce got involved. Oh, yeah. it was. Oh incredible. man, can you imagine a whole store? Okay, so first anarchy, right? Okay, so <laughs> was it was because you could have gone a couple of ways because you have the deli and then you have the bakery if they're fighting each other. If deli strikes first blood, it can get vile because they have the hot grease and the sharp utensils. That's yes. true. But it could get comical if uh, bakery has uh, strikes first because they can have the cream pies in the face. And it could be more like throwing bologna versus like throwing weapons. And again, it, 
do not discount our bread cutter. Right. Yeah, and, and hell no, that that would have never happened at our store because our produce manager was a former MLB pitcher, like a right. prospect. If he would have, if that motherfucker would have thrown a plum at somebody, that would have been a case. Right. Somebody would have caught a homicide. Exactly. Case. Exactly. And the the people in the bakery, unless it could have gone slick too, they could use like slices as uh, like ninja stars. Right. Of course that would. Of course we like the day old bread would like take a finger off. Right. And then like the deli could have like ham shields. Right? They just like, oh, hit head cheese shields. Sauce. Sausage nunchucks. Like Lynx? Yes. The meat department gets in on it. Fucking hey, man. <laughs> That's the, that, exactly how like a grocery store food you fight. You gotta watch the meat men. They were always the dirt. <laughs> well, that's a good rule in general. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just, a, that's just a good rule of thumb. Watch out for the meat man. It's like, oh shit. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you definitely don't want Big Jim Slade cutting your meat back there in the back back of the store. I'm telling you, when I was a bag boy, I didn't want to go around the meat men. They intimidated me. They scared me. Were well, they hell like no, the because they're they're, the they're wearing store. like white smocks and you know stained in blood. Uh, exactly, like the drogues. Well, they, a, a clockwork cutting the, the drogues. Well, they always had like the most. <laughs> They had the most impeccable facial hair. So number one, the fact like that they had. Butcher, they oh, sincerely, it freaked me out. I'll festoon my bedchamber with your fucking guts. I just needed comes to out see wearing it. a fucking top hat. <laughs> they all got the Old timey. We rebel against your Roman popery. Like, no, Jenkins. Steve. I just want a pound of head cheese. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Jenkins just wanted you to slice these a little just, bit thicker. Yeah, just a little bit more fatter steaks for grilling. Well, and even then, you would like. I was, I was a pretty good bag boy. So, in the midst of my little three-hour shift, I was occasionally I would find it an honor to be able to go and like um, reshuffle the milk. Yeah, Larry, you know, to make sure. We uh, keep it, re- you know. What is what is that process called? If you guys remember it, oh it's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah, you had a face it. facing, yeah, yeah, yeah facing you had a face it. I tell you mm-hmm. what, man, some of the best sleep I ever got was in the dairy cooler, man. Because uh, you know we what? used to, if you remember back, I, I don't know if this is going to violate a statute of limitations, but we used to have to go in at five, and yeah. Genius and I would always go to movies. Like we would be out to at a Late. movie until twelve thirty, one o'clock, right, and then be at work, and early. then be at work. So I'd go in and work at five o'clock, which means I had to get up at like four thirty because I didn't live that far. But, dude, the last thing you want to do is shuffle a bunch of fucking sour cream and, like, cream cheese on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be, like, 30 degrees. So, you know, you'd kick a chair back or kick a milk crate over and sit back in the in the cooler. And you'd cap some Z's for about an hour. And I'd go back and hang out by the mop water and just kind of take a little nap while I'm getting everything ready. Because I already got the fryer going on. I'm not going to sit there and watch it going on. I already got the meat pulled out because I closed the night before so i know whoa everything whoa, whoa. Is... you had the meat pulled out well i don't I remember these time stories in the, in the grocery avoid store the meat, man. <laughs> <laughs> well no you wanted to know someone in the deli though because then you could get those fat sandwiches yeah fat sandwiches you could get pork chops uh fried pork fried chops, pork chops uh, for yep. you oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and then like all the chicken tenders you can want you get hooked up fat get me some jojo fries exactly get like two and a half pounds for a pound price well yeah. you probably want to actually know the deli guy for our next clip because based on the content of the film that we watched i never imagined we'd have this kind of conversation talking about it but when we had a chance to see travis stevenson's jacob's wife mm-hmm. a number of converse- conversations came out of course the elephant in the room is the the bare ass fessenden yeah too many cracks. 
But more importantly was the interaction between, you know, genre icons, oh, you know, Lord. Barbara Crampton and Larry Fessenden. So here is a little bit of our conversation talking about what happens when two icons get together and hash it out. You know what? I don't even want a continuation of the series. You know what I want? The Chronicles? The Chronicles, yes, of, of Barbara and Larry. That scene... I'm telling you, sometimes you just need a good token poke. I, a lot of life's problems can be solved with a little token poke. That's all you need. Just the the warmth between the two of them, and honestly, even off that, just the years of history they have, just in genre, the stories they have to tell, but just the connection at that point, the chemistry, that's the warmth that really sold me on this movie. When you realize that they have that connection, and you know, oh, that's the first time I've seen you laugh in a while, and. She's like, I haven't had anything to laugh to in a while. They're old vets. Yes. It's just, oh, it just, I love that moment. It's just so not. Again, the movie has a ton of gore. It's got the bad boy of architecture, Robert Russler, but it also has a lot of heart. It does. And, but it also reveals our idea of the Chronicles. Mm -hmm. And I think that the pilot episode should be Barbara Crampton and Larry Fessenden. But let me ask you this. Who would be your dream duo whether or not they imbibe that or not, but like a, you know, a podcast talk and it could be people that maybe not that are still with us. Cause actually mine would not be able to happen, but back in the day it could have. Okay. You want to go first? I'll go first. Go for it there. Yes. John Lovitz <laughs> would be the first one because I just like, like him over at over acting. Right. The entire acting. fucking show would be amazing. Just him talking about shit back in the day. Oh yeah, and you know who would who would be continually pissed off by John Lovitz? Hmm. Ooh yeah, listen here, Johnny boy. So you would have so your what? podcast John Lovitz and, and Macho, Macho Man, Man Ra Randy Savage. Hell yes, it would be fucking awesome. That Damn. has to that has to be a video podcast. Then, it would be man. Because you'd ha you would have to have Macho Man, like not old Macho Man, not like with stringy hair Macho Man, but this is like when he went jet black for the NWO black and white, like the dark, dark beard and right. the over tan muscle Macho Man. And then John Lovitz from The Critic. Yes. <laughs> Acting. So, so it needs to be Jay Sherman then. Yes, it would be Jay Sherman, but, but John Lovitz as Jay Sherman. So it would be like a comic playing, <laughs> like a comic strip playing off of Macho Man. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that went in way deeper than I did. Yeah, mine's going to seem very shallow at this point, but don't get me wrong. I'm subscribing. I'm hitting like don't and subscribe. Don't forget to smash that like button, right? Smash it. Snap yeah. it to the podcast. Now, that being said, mine wouldn't necessarily be able to exist today, but if we would have done it back in the day, having a canon classic pair-up of the Chucks in this case, <laughs> Charles Bronson and Chuck Norris. <laughs> it would be the quietest podcast or chronicles ever because they're probably more introverted right. and very solemn for and the most part. More action, less talk. Yeah. yeah. They'd just be punching each other on the podcast. <laughs> hey, that one hurt, didn't it? So what was it like working on Ten and Men Night? It was interesting. Why? You know, just, stuff. Just was. Things. <laughs> All right. Well, what about you? What was it like working on Silent Rage? Did you have a good time? Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on. <laughs> yeah. The CNC podcast. Here we go. And that's just, you would have to have a mediator, but then imagine in the spirit of Chronicles, maybe it would mellow them out to the point where they would talk. 
Maybe get them like drunk enough. There you go. And that's just it. Maybe it's them drinking. Right. Because like, I the don't Lone do the Star hippie beer. lettuce. You're right. And some like old rock gut for Bronson. I, I think you could get something out of that. Now, how about the other there, genius? See, okay. So I kind of want, it still can happen. I would love to hear the twins podcast of DeVito and Schwarzenegger. I would love to just hear them talk about old school stuff. Oh, wow. What was it like making movies back in the day? They're kind of like different paths of journeys because like, you know i started back at the underground theater down on 42nd street right and he goes yeah i was there making Her- hercules in new york you know just talking about shit and then when they met and just like the chronicles and shit and then like rekindle their friendship and well, shit and the best then they part- become like good friends riding whiskey and lulu you know can you imagine the video and Danny, get off whiskey right oh my god Come on, let's go for a ride. At, and he set the precedent at the very end of Pumping Iron. Oh, hell yeah. You see. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my. That's brilliant as well. I mean, just I, talk about like what they've been doing back in the day. I mean, up to now. And what was it like? I think they can still do it. And I think you know, you know they have stories. Hey, Danny, what was your favorite movie? Mine was Terminator when I hung my DeVito. Right? They could have special <laughs> guests. Like one day, uh, Rhea Perlman comes on. Oh, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Hey, quiet, let me talk. Do you want me to tell the story or not? Are you weren't there. The bullshit I was, I was in the corner. Nobody can tell you're in the corner. You're like a sack of clothes. I was there, Danny. <laughs> Just like going back and forth like that. They would have other guests. You know, they would have like George Clooney, you know, coming in. So remember on Batman and Roman when I told you to chill? That was cool. That was really good. Cool. Oh my God, they right? do have that connection, yeah. right? Holy shit! Because you get Kaluti and Devito are also like real close. Yeah, as they're well. super close too because they're in a whole bunch of movies and they produced movies together. Hollywood or whoever make have this happen. Tarantino on there, or like you know what? No, have um, Rodriguez come on there, pitch oh, yeah. movies and shit because like he produced. Danny Devito produced a whole bunch of the movies. Yeah. If it wasn't for Devito. Uh, if it wasn't for DeVito, we wouldn't have He Pulp never would have got to college. No, he produced Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, he produced all those old cats. I remember back in the seeing Miramax as a, pr- days. a producer, right? initially the theatrical growing one, whoa, that Danny DeVito? Right? That's he, really cool. Yeah, and so have talking. I would love to hear the, DeVito, oh, the Twins podcast. Well, speaking of twins, our next clip comes from a film that we actually opened our 42nd Street double yes. feature. A film that was our favorite of the year of 2021, the one and only James Wan's Malignant. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, I don't remember the context of this clip, so we're going to have to listen to it and come back and respond to our thoughts on Malignant. The physicality of it, and then the fact that it kicked so much fucking ass, it turned into a goddamn win. Because we just finished seeing this fucking rad-ass uh, cell massacre and yeah basically all fisticuffs for the right. most part break so much bone breaking you'd think this film was freaking from um, Indonesia there was a lot of bone rips this was like basket case <laughs> this is Belial goes to the raid right the night comes for Belial so like <laughs> actually that butcher shop scene could have played a little bit differently but very similar you have the seven C's I got the six baskets right I'm gonna pay good money for Timo's basket case. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, the cool thing about it is, is that like further on, you know, you do research and shit. The majority of Gabriel's moves was done by a contortionist. That was a real person making those moves and moving That's like that. spooky. Right. And how did it play now, having seen it on the big screen? Oh, it was dope. It was still dope. And like, people really dug it. 
And thankfully, people, thankfully. It, was, I think there was only one person who was like, ah, right? But at the same time, that's coming to be expected with this movie. There's always got to be one person that poops. No, <laughs> everybody poops. But like, no, you either really like this movie or you don't. That's the same thing with like Reason Will Prevail uh, for that one. Well, that's appropriate, actually, because our next clip does come from probably the other divisive film of 2021. Technically, I know one that even we were a little divisive on. The one and only Halloween Kills. And yes, genius, reason will prevail with this next clip. Evil Dies Tonight. Evil Dies Tonight, I think, is the rallying cry that has really brought people against this movie. And... I think the kind of the low-hanging fruit is, yes, we, it does decry the badness of mob mentality and groupthink and how easy it is to get caught up uh-huh. and things like that. And how, interestingly enough, this movie was shot well before January 6th, and I know people are bringing that kind of baggage to it as well. But The Evil Dice Tonight, I'm sorry, every time I heard it, and again, I, maybe this is your influence, I went right back to Reason, Reason Will, will Prevail! prevail. So every time I heard that, I I not I didn't giggle out loud, but in my head, and maybe that was nice a nice salve for me because I know people have issues with that because it took them out of the movie. Chicken fries tonight. Chicken fries tonight. If Burger King doesn't jump on that shit right now, I'm telling you, man. And have, you know what? All you would really need to do is paint the uh, king's face white, exactly, and put him in like a jumpsuit, but he could still have the crown and shit. Oh, that's terrifying. Don't. Didn't, didn't, didn't. But then you have buck, 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 right? And like, he comes out with the chicken fries today. Hey, all I gotta say is those chicken fries are delicious. They're fucking wonderful. And you just see him the next thing you know, you see him in the drive-through, just coming. We're practically giving them marketing. Right there. I was just going to suggest, you know, the little tie-in old school glasses and so forth. You <laughs> oh, guys are going yeah. next, next level, oh, the interactive no, yeah. experience. I miss those giveaways, man. Mm, no, you get you some get... chicken fries and like a like an honorary glass. Yeah, you'd get all sorts. Yeah, you would get like a, a, a Lori figurine in your Happy Meal or like one of those commemorative glasses would be dope. You'd like Haddonfield High or whatever, Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. It'd be rad. Somebody needs to catch. You know what? I'm surprised more fast food chains. I know they want to be family friendly, but like they don't capitalize on um, more horror, big blockbusters. We don't don't see movie tie-ins really at all unless it's like Disney or, you know, Pixar films or something like that. Right. But I mean, still something like that, like because they always have it for big family movies. And sometimes they'll even have it for like big blockbuster movies, PG-13 movies. Right. I think the last time that was a big thing that at least nostalgia for me was gremlins right hardy's had the glasses and the little 45 storybooks right. do, you, well, do you remember catfish from churches you got 2.99 you got a t-shirt from church's chicken to tie in with rocky four shut the front door that's right yeah because it's a nice cue in in the movie yeah. is that missing from the cut that is missing from rocky and rocky versus really? Drago. no wonder that throws everyone and, off yeah it throws off the pacing man huh. i'm just telling you but see, I think that I saw this thing on the internet where they had like a make a uh, mock up of a the witch Happy Meal where it would come. It was all black. And like the little oh. toy was a little black Philip figurine. Does your kid want to play deliciously? Dude, exactly. I, I, I will tell you one thing. And I know we're probably, you know, poetically what, what Greg D.O.S. says waxing his car. 
But if Tim Casey Canton, oh yeah, you know, friend of the podcast, friend of all of ours, if he doesn't get an activation to do some kind of like horror themed Happy Meal, or like Whataburger, like does something with like something scary, like yeah. a like a tie-in movie or something, special you are missing Halloween. his genius because right? his like ideas are incredible. <laughs> I'm telling you, if they had stuff like that, first of all, that Burger King Michael Myers would be fucking terrifying. That would be nightmare fuel, and I would be a hundred percent in on it. And I would honestly, be all for it. they don't need to take my money anymore because they already take it enough. But I would definitely go there for like the collectibles, right? <laughs> Fuck yeah, they need to bring back more like adult collectibles, and I don't mean like dirty adult. Like you don't you don't get like a flashlight with every combo meal, but you get like <laughs> you get like something. Maybe we should edit that out. But you that content will be later on. We do have to go through the beat of curtain you, for that one. That's the nightmare get, junk junkhead after dark, right? But you get but you get something cool. You get something like really neat, like something a horror figurine. I think that would be awesome. During Halloween, just do like a Michael Myers pumpkin like head for kids to put their treats in and everything. See? We still have time. Halloween ends is coming out this year. So check get it on a fast food your price tonight. tonight. Yeah. Now, those were our thoughts on some of the newly released horror films. Now, the not the next tier we have is our Another Time tier. For $5 a month, you get everything we've already s- discussed, plus a monthly commentary track. And I'm not going to lie, <laughs> this is one of the highlights for me of Patreon, because we used to release commentaries on the main feed. Mm-hmm. And then we went, went to Patreon. We realized this was probably one of the cooler perks. And... We've gone back to a number of films that we've enjoyed. Some wonderful classics. Oh, believe you me. And our first clip comes from our Madman commentary. (laughs) Now. If you only knew what we came to do, it's now for real. That's the softer side of Nightmare Junkhead. <laughs> the softer side of genius. <laughs> and he'd, he'd stay soft if he was submerged in a, a whirlpool. And we go all over the place with this particular commentary. It depends on what whirlpool. <laughs> well, needless to say, we do talk about some of our... And our commentaries are very much conversational. Mm-hmm. They are scene-specific, but they're not. But occasionally, we go off on tangents, and actually, you're probably one of the reasons for these tangents hey hey Hey. (laughs) but you were you were not here for this one you weren't one of the camp counselors but this does indeed come from our commentary from madman we'll be right back after we talk a little bit about feet where the red light goes introduced uh introduced a friend of that for the first time dug it nice and it's like yeah this is this is the funny front look at the feet fucking there's a lot of like Footplay, this is Tarantino's favorite slasher. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah, I, I, like, I like that madman, man. I like his style. <laughs> so, Quentin, uh, when you uh, were putting together Death Proof, we know that was your kind of a slasher film with cars. Who's your favorite slasher? Is oh. it Michael Myers? Is it Freddy Krueger? I like that madman, Mars, man. He's got those crazy food. Those, those tailmills look like barbecued Fritos. I love them. Ew, look, he's got a swear jar. Madman Mars has got. Did you ever notice that? He's got a swear jar right over there by his like Texas Chainsaw playset. So, every time he's like, Madman Mark, fuck, damn it. Then he's got to put a couple of coins in there. <laughs> Lord of the swear jar, counting all the money. That's terrifying That's as well. That's a big old fucking running Lummox. See, what, Lummox is scary enough, but with a Lummox that, like, not only, like, lumbering 
fucking barreling down at you, Lummox. Quick on your feet, Lummox, mm-hmm. is terrifying. He's like the Bam Bam Bigelow of slashers. Yeah, Much like you, my friend. <laughs> if you do not do a Madman Mars cosplay sometime... I think I could do it. I, I think could be you a could big do Lummox. it. I, I you, just got to find the big wig and the hatchet. More than anything, I'm glad at least I know you, since you would hop, be one of the people that could listen to this, I'm glad at least you reacted to the Bam Bam Bigelow Slash. He's just out there like stabbing people doing cartwheels in a fucking hot rod onesie. <laughs> well, that's what actually, once he gets rid of all of his the, the wispy white hair, he finally then tattoos. And what he does, he takes off his overalls and, and there's that. that onesies, right? Lore of the onesies, doing backflips and shit, killing all the teenagers like TC in the pool. and listen we're trying to promote this as kind of a best of and i'm hoping that people enjoy these moments as much as we did not saying necessarily that these are funny because if anything with our commentaries i want them to be iffy and by iffy i mean informative oh they're iffy all right (laughs) (laughs) they're iffy all right i do not mean the word in the way you think i mean I'm trying to make them to be informative, funny, and insightful, or at least one of those three things. Ideally, all three, but the way the tangents go off in occasionally, the connections that are made. Who us? <laughs> tangents? <laughs> the hell you say? Pshaw. Well, and that's just it. That's the way the commentaries carry themselves are fun. And a lot of the times, I strive not to have any silence for the most part because I think a lot of people, they don't watch the movie. Ideally, if they know the movie well enough. Oh, well, and like we say, if you're watching it for the first time with us, oh, you're it's doing rough. it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's rough. You're doing it wrong. Like like in Mr. Mom, you're doing it wrong. Now, the next clip, you you don't have to be of a particular taste because everyone loves sweets, right? Mm-hmm. And candy is dandy. <laughs> and if you if you say his name out loud, uh, what do we say? Balderman? Baldy man. Baldy man. <laughs> <laughs> this clip does feature one Dustin Pryor, and when trying, now listen. We, when oh, I, he, he already knows what's coming up. Yeah. And when I say iffy, to try to be informative is to bring information, ideally to educate people. And because oh, there's always good facts, we throw in some nuggets in there. Ideally, but a movie like Candyman, because it is a heady film, mm-hmm. it's an intellectually charged horror film. Great film, and one that you need some perspective and experience. I knew we could bring probably none of that. <laughs> Thankfully, more than anything, I think there is some funny involved in this one. And our next clip kind of shows you the, we- the weird tangents involved, but also it's a callback to something we were talking about previously. But regardless, I appreciate your all's what you all bring, especially <laughs> your knowledge. Ignorance? Is that what you're saying? No, nah, I was just going to say <laughs> random SNL characters. That shot. Mm-hmm. And he starts espousing his philosophy. Yeah. He doesn't Be come my out, victim. Bah! He just like no, with with a request. I have one simple request. Would you <laughs> like to join my scheme? <laughs> oh my god! Ca- selling door to door candy. <laughs> That's what that is. It's that world's finest chocolate. That, 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 or that honey one, that's uh, Candyman. I don't think I would. Uh, I don't think that's a deal breaker for me. If Candyman showed up with some of that world's finest chocolate right now, especially <laughs> the stuff that's got the caramel in the middle. Sweets to the sweets. Well, so are we saying Organic Candyman honey. is part of a, a, a pyramid scheme? He's, he's, a, he's the Ponzi scheme owner. The pon- <laughs> yep. 
See, you buy you buy the Candyman, and he candy. is talking about the fact that without them, I am nothing. And he's talking about his team that he's assembled yeah. for. <laughs> the more you you earn, what's good if profits yeah. were not sharing? His, his, his profits would have got better if he would have had tiny classified ads. Helen, you can make money each and every week by placing <laughs> tiny classified ads in your local newspaper. <laughs> Tiny classified candy man. No, the <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny candyfied ads. Oh, now, okay. If we can do tiny candyfied man versus tiny E, <laughs> there's your other film there that uh, that Full Moon That's Empire would put together. That steering wheel is huge. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> you so tell him, tiny E. <laughs> so to go from tiny. Like you know, candy ads, tiny, tiny, tiny Candyman ads. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, the tiny classified ads. Yeah, the tiny Candyman. Talk about like dating references and so forth. Man, look at that bit of honey. That's so huge. Man, it's gonna good give me is, all the beaters. What good is the road if not for tripping? <laughs> Man, that steering wheel's huge. And you, you know, Tony Todd would be down. With Nicolas Cage to break that out. <laughs> oh, that shit would be awesome. Like, you could do it as either an SNL skit or like one of those Adult Swim little 15 They're minute things. They're headed Alcatraz. I'm all, it's again, you know, Empire Films, you know, Full Moon, whoever's putting it out there, make it happen. I'm telling you, it's the Ponzi scheme. It's the Candyman Ponzi scheme. Evidence is there. He just wants to sell his world's finest chocolate. <laughs> it was all in the bathroom there yeah. Caprini Green. <laughs> Who can take the sun back? Now, <laughs> the reason we're taking the month of uh, February off is, of course, to prepare for uh, Into the Mouth of March Madness. And one of the perks of winning Into the Mouth of March Madness is we are going to, of course, uh, do a commentary for that year's winner. And from the year of 2020... 2020, 2020, all the way, swimming from the bottom to the top there, mm -hmm. from the year of 1980, Friday the 13th, was indeed the winner, and we had a chance to go to Camp Crystal Lake for that particular commentary track. <laughs> and It's kind of death, Chris. Interestingly enough, the baggage you bring, genius... And the length of our friendship has affected my viewing of certain films. Most importantly, excuse me, a few years ago when I watched White Christmas for the very first time. <laughs> which will lead us into this clip from our commentary of Friday the 13th. Oh, good lord, that's awful. <laughs> the gang go to Camp Crystal Lake. Right? <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> <sighs> but a prankster's gonna prank genius, and given Fuck your... That. I, You know what? No, I can't, I love joking around, but pranks is you, a different you, thing. You would be the jovial one if, if you went to camp. Would you would a if, correct? If, correct. If, yeah, I'd be the part, but I also be the man. I'm like, this fucking sucks. I'd be like either the jovial one or the one that wants to go home. The sullen one. I'll be the one. I'd be the one. Like, so what did you want to be when you grew up? You know that you're, that would be me. See, I would. You were you're the indoor kid. Yeah, absolutely. Do, do, do we have movies? Like, no, oh, okay, okay. Trigger yeah. warning. Trigger warning. Not only for snakes, but this is a real snake. And yeah. when they kill this snake, this is a real 
death of an animal a la Cannibal Holocaust. Exactly. And I was going to say, this film is notorious for a number of reasons, being the Help fact- me, Bill. I'll take care of this snake. Buh, 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 buh. Just give me a little bit of, give me a tube sock and an orange, and I'll take care of that snake. Make sure he knows who's boss. He won't come in this cabin no more. Buh, 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 buh. Do you think Do you think that was a- uh, uh, Betsy Paul, J, Pamela Voorhees' established weapon was actually just a sock with an orange, and they're like, "No, we have to cut this." I'm sorry. No, that was Bill's idea. It was Bill's. Then he goes, "Man, as long as I don't die by a Valencia orange, I'm okay." So I'm not gonna say I'm triggered anytime I walk by like a bag of Valencia oranges. <laughs> but you gotta be careful that you just make sure you know who's boss. <laughs> but something we did delve into a little bit more was uh, her dalliance, uh, Pamela Voorhees dalliances with uh. <laughs> oh, I knew being back in the day. <laughs> yeah, you did. Ba 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 ba. All those things triggering the poor kid. Right, like he thought it was real. <laughs> And that's the beauty of that film. It's it's the whodunit of the series, mm-hmm. but there's still a lot of fun to be had. The fact Marcy's kill face, uh, and again, our reactions to it, mm-hmm. uh, a blast to be had. But the last clip that we're going to play from our commentary tracks comes from another one where uh, Dustin did indeed uh, <laughs> guest in on, and this is the one that we can actually, I could probably play for friendly folk, for family friendly, if you will. <laughs> And it was the, probably the only thing possibly I could play that's family friendly. <laughs> you had a dig for this one. Yeah, this was tough. This was de- this was definitely a gem, but this was a blast revisiting from dusk till dawn, a movie that means a lot for everyone here. We got a lot out of it, and this is yeah, only the first clip we will be playing from dusk till dawn. All right, that's the one with the Noxima girl. That's the one with, uh, they go in the Old West. Yes, yes. Rebecca Gayhart's in yes. it. Yes. And then this part two has Tiffany Amber Thiessen and mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell at the and very Robert beginning. And Robert Patrick. And yes. Robert Patrick. I've seen part two. I've seen that with part three. I haven't seen any of the series. And I mention that because it's strange because I adore this movie. But I didn't go out of my way to see that. And I've heard positive things about it. I think Gary Busey played Sex Machine. Re- no. no, not Gary Busey. Jake Busey. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, everybody. I got a gun for a wing. I'm a sex machine. Check it out. Look, like I got a gun dick. Pow, pow, pow. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. That's terrifying. It's on the vampire. M- Mr. Busey, we haven't been rolling. That's okay. I still got a wiener. A wiener gun. Look at me. I'm going to keep it. Sir, you can't leave. I'm keeping it. This almost made me, if that was real, I almost would have stopped this right now, the commentary, <laughs> and I would have ordered that. You you seriously don't understand that. Really? I was like, really? Gary Busey's Gary playing is sex, sex machine? machine? Jake Busey is sex machine. That's good. That's good, but that's not Gary Busey. Not Gary Busey. Because when you need Gary Busey, demand Gary Busey. Except no substitutes. <laughs> I'm not joking when I said I would have stopped that commentary dead in its tracks. I can't believe it's not Busey. <laughs> and it's weird when someone like Busey <laughs> finds his way into into your the podcast or your house potentially. Right. He comes in with a big old monster truck. Oh, good lord! And it was funny. I'd forgotten what that particular clip was, and it's regardless. Busey finds his way into everything. It's what I do. It's Busey's. Now, the last three clips we're going to listen to in terms of content that we provide here on the show, this is the point where I think for the most part we've been pretty iffy. Right. But occasionally, (laughs) pearls will be clutched. 
And I'm not saying it's all genius because I will. <laughs> I go back to our Monster Squad commentary where I, uh, you know, said something that will probably forever haunt me. But occasionally we have that ribaldry content. We dip our toes in the dirty pool. They're, they're, we're, we're not safe for work. So at this point, you're going to have to travel us through the beaded curtain. This is Nightmare Junkhead after dark. Oops. <laughs> and not shocking, a lot of the content does indeed come in from one Genius McGee. In fact, actually, all three of the tangents you're going to hear <laughs> come from one Genius McGee. And the first clip is coming from Dusk Till Dawn. And this is the one that's decidedly non-kidly kidly friendly. In fact, it should be noted, we did From Dusk Till Dawn as a movie night. Uh-huh, way back in the day of the Tapcade days. Mm-hmm. And that was a night where two of my coworkers came to watch. And I <laughs> tried to warn them of the content of the film... But more importantly, the content of the co-host, because <laughs> there were certain points where all you were doing was just quoting what we had heard. It was from dusk till dawn, a magical movie. But boy, oh boy, the content of what we hear, regardless if it's your first time or the millionth time, it can be very funny or very shocking. And let's we- just say, hey, time to get ready. But even the best part, though, is where this goes, and that's thanks to your genius, McGee, your con- your, your cast of characters that you have that I wish I could call upon when I do the I've Seen That Challenge. Because when I was watching Hyder in the House and reacting to Hyder in the House, I needed my Busey button. Hey, hey, how's it going? Just there we like go. pop out of nowhere. But the cast of character, one of your cast of characters that you don't call upon that you would that you don't too often makes an appearance here and man it made me giggle so hopefully you all enjoy this clip from dusk till dawn take advantage on our best election of pussy this is a pussy blowout we right we got white pussy black pussy spanish pussy yellow pussy we got hot pussy cold pussy we got wet pussy we got smelly pussy we got hairy pussy bloody pussy snapping pussy we even got silk pussy velvet pussy now got hide pussy we even got horse pussy dog pussy chicken pussy come on in you want pussy come on in pussy lovers if we don't got it you don't want it come on in pussy lovers Take a breath. <laughs> because the switch from that. I don't remember if there were any. Wa- I remember someone walking out of Wild Things. <laughs> and the, I, I and it just. Makes, but it makes it more charming because it's Cheech. I'm not saying it's charming, but I mean, I it's kind of. Because if anybody else did it, if it was just some random nobody, oh, like, all right, cool. Chris, but the fact Christopher that Walken Cheech, doing that? Oh, that would be great. I mean, but. Uh, yeah. You can't, you can't, uh, not yet, but I, you can't have like Ian McShane do it. Uh, I don't know. Ian McShane can do a lot. Pussy lovers. <laughs> we got white pussy, black pussy, black, Spanish pussy. What else, Mr. Wick? We've got yellow pussy, velvet pussy, now got hide pussy. Come on. Yes, down. Ian McShane could do that role. <laughs> well, I will die on that hill. I will die on that hill. The continental Mexico City. <laughs> now, now, now ask where they psychos. <laughs> Well, he's got to do all of the worlds. Were they psychos? 
I'm sorry. It feels like you're like one of those little like soundboards, and I just feel guilty. <laughs> but I'm like, well, I can't do it, but genius can. I mean, the only thing made me like, <laughs> come on in, pussy lovers. Well, you know? is that that <laughs> sh- oh, buck flower? <laughs> That'd be great. We got a new flavor, apple pie pussy. <laughs> he could do it. He could do it. Well, this is very much. You know what they say about me? I suck. <laughs> Psychos don't blow up when sunlight hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. That one point. 10%. 15. (laughs) Continental tax. Well, you you realize Buck Flower would have been employed by Lawrence Fishburne and that entire cast of characters, right? Oh, I could imagine Buck Flowers is like, I was in the Nam. As he was. He's the. He's over there roasting a pigeon instead of sending them out. Well, we got the best beans this side of Mexico. I doubt that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not saying that you can insert Buck Flower in any film that we talk about and it makes the film better. But but it makes sense. (laughs) It does because he probably could be (laughs) associated. Exactly. It's the end of the Buck verse. The flower verse? (laughs) Yeah. That I'm Dr. Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. Watch me turn water into Meister Brow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean at that at some point you'd have like Frank Henenlotter directing a Marvel film? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh and the Incredible Bulk, just this weird mass. <laughs> well, Bulk is appropriate, actually. In fact, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is appropriate, in fact, as I think about this clip. And... Something that we talk about on the show, uh, something we talk about at Friday Night Frights, is that we're into equal opportunity nudity. <laughs> and we're talking. have to try. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to hang <laughs> Well, that's just that we're talking about, like, uh, either putting together an entirely separate podcast <laughs> or a new tier, possibly, for Patreon, where whatever it is, it's entitled Breaking Dong. <laughs> <laughs> and we just look at films where right. Dong is hung. And it turns out we were a little upset, or I should say, when there are certain expectations and right. the stuff that we bring, <laughs> yeah. and if those expectations aren't met, we all react differently. You know, however Dustin reacts is one thing, how I react is another. But, well, when you upset one genius McGee, or if you. If you say I've got Chekhov's dong potentially, I, I don't like to be disappointed. I'm a, I'm a man who de- I'm a man who demands what he wants. And what he wanted, well, just take a listen to this uh, clip from our new horror episode of Advent Calendar that streamed on Shutter. I got a candy corn. Hunter's having um, erectile issues. <laughs> Do you think this little blue thing is the French equivalent to Big Jim Slade? <laughs> da, 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 da. Recuerdos a todos. So, <laughs> so she's like, you know what? I know I adjust the thing. Knowing full well. Here's the fucking thing. She has been aware that creepy shit is happening with his advent calendar. Yeah. So she steals the advent calendar that gives a Viagra. What kind of fucking advent calendar gives Viagra? Uh, the same the kind that gives aspirin and candy corn, I guess. Right, so, <laughs> so she gives it. She goes, "I got just a thing." 
and then they close the door. Next thing you know, boom, she flies out the out the door. I mean, just like and it inspired a giggle. And again, because I, I laughed as well. But and I know in your heart of hearts what you were wanting. Cause fucking he you, comes out standing in the door. Ah, right. I'm like, oh, show him, show him his big giant dong, right? I'm thinking that pill overworked. Next thing you know, he's got a fucking Captain Caveman club dangling between his legs. Fucking, it just looks like a graboid. That's what made her fly out the window. Just the sheer growth of his man meat. Boof! Just slide her out the window, or like in scary movie when he she climbed up against the wall, something wild, and then he comes out with his look in his eye. Ah, I was just waiting for a big giant dick, some big Cronenberg monstrosity, some just big flopping lamprey-looking thing, right? Whatever, right? Because I knew it was going to be rad if it was strong enough to f- make her fly out of a closed door. Like, she was like she was the goddamn Incredible Hulk, just out of the thing. So a Hulk-sized injury like that, I'm thinking a Hulk-sized dong. And he needed a Magnum condom for his monster dong because I was expecting a monster dong. I'm still expecting a monster dong. If you <laughs> if you're gonna take demonic Viagra, you should have monstrous shit happen to you. You know what I'm saying? I mean seriously. I'm waiting for like big like elephant trunks and shit. Just monsters. Well, it's one thing again to listen to you react <laughs> via the episode, but it was quite another thing when we're watching it here in person and you're reacting, God damn it. <laughs> like to hear you have to complain about something was it just tickled me even further. But again, content that did a little dirty potentially, because Especially if taken out of context, right. you could throw some samples in there. A big, giant dick. <laughs> but we appreciate, just again, the fact that when that is hung, it's just something that it doesn't happen all the time. Right. In fact, at Friday Night Frights, it's generally a kind of... People cheer when there's d- dick show. Yay, dong! And we what's funny, like, we, like the we, secret word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need to have like an old school, like one of those old like uh, Captain D bells. Remember when you had give good service at Captain D's or Long John Silver's? Oh, you you'd ring the bell, yeah. Dong, right? That's what we need. We need a dong gong. That's what we need. We need the gong dong. Every time there's dong hung, we just hit the gong dong, the dong gong, and that's our the wow. Yeah. That's our sound. Well, you know what? Listen, I'm. We, again, we, we can feed, make this happen. You know that, right? Curtain, we yeah, just thank you. We have, we have the, the technology. Dong. We can make this happen. Wow. You know what? We put it right next to Dongatron 3001. We can move it. It could be a portable dong gong. That dog gong, dong gong. Rats. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> But seriously, that's if you're going to take yeah. an evil Viagra, you need an evil dick. Mm-hmm. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. Now, the last clip that we have, the reason I'm playing it last is because hopefully to give it even a little bit more time to breathe because we didn't necessarily we our, our conversation on Black Friday, Bruce Campbell, Devin Sawa, the Devin Sawa sons, all that kind of good stuff. We we're trying to think of the statue of limitations just in terms of when certain things happen. You got to give it time to breathe because I don't want to necessarily 
say anything we hear, you know, is su- what's susceptible to evidence or anything right, like right, that. Right, right, right. Uh, all all acts here are of. of but uh, we we tend fiction. to we tend to share. Yeah. On Patreon. Yeah, we do. And this whole clip does come from a real life incident from one genius McGee that at some this point is far enough removed that we can look back at it and it doesn't necessarily have a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> You know, lessons were maybe or maybe not learned. Perhaps, perhaps, maybe. Which is appropriate with our podcast because we're 300 episodes in and we're doing a lot of the same things over and over again. Lessons have been learned. Needless to say, hopefully laughs are had at the expense of one genius McGee. Please enjoy this clip from our episode on Black Friday. Uh, So that being said, you know, we've had our own share of experiences uh, out in the retail world and especially within Black Friday. And I can't remember if you've ever told any of these stories on mic because I can't remember if there's actually a... Guilty parties of maybe an innocent... There's a a particular amount of time that's gone between there. But Genius, you've been, I don't know, you know, lucky, unlucky to experience on both sides, Yes, I have been on both sides of the Black Friday. I spent most of my times on the... um, selling part of the of the black friday behind the counter and you know for the most part it was all right where i was at you know it was a toy store it was on black friday it wasn't necessarily it was more like iris than the than this one <laughs> that's fair but uh it was always small business saturday that really got us because everybody yeah. went to the big stores and to get all the black friday stuff and then one year i decided i was going to do that too so i was like oh yeah i'm gonna wake up on friday and Four o'clock in the morning. I actually wake up at three to get there by four o'clock. So the doors opened up, and there was already a long ass line of people, and it was fucking cold. That's just it, man. I mean, were you layered up? Yeah, but it was still fucking stupid cold, right? And so I was like, and it was four o'clock in the morning, and on a cold on a cold November morning, right? So it was like negative twenty, mm-hmm. and so. We go in, I'm waiting in line, I'm like, I'm going to get this TV, there's this TV that I want, I need a fucking TV, and I'm getting that TV, so I hassle, go through, people are pushing, and everybody's all pissed off at each other. It's not as cartoonish as you see in the movies, but it's pretty fucking close. It has I to mean, be, right? Because yeah. people's, the tensions are already heightened at that point. I mean, you've seen the videos of like the people flood in, fortunately I've never been in anyone like that, where people get like trampled on and shit it becomes like a but scrum it's been pretty close i mean i've been in some mosh pits in my day or like starting of mosh pits and that's what it started to feel like right well it makes you wonder if like a lot of these elderly white women if they're into hardcore music on the side the way they can <laughs> right fucking you just see this like old white minivan <laughs> throwing elbows and knees my friend it's like a tony jaw flick right <laughs> Mrs. Scott Atkins, oh dear, <laughs> scary as fuck I am, right? So anyway, so I'm like, I'm getting this goddamn TV, right? And then like everybody's, uh, the last one. Oh no. Oh, sweet. So I grab it. This old lady comes up and she's like, this is my TV. And I'm like, lady, I had my hand on it. Okay, hold on, hold on. You can't just throw out an old lady. Now okay, give okay. us an idea. Now is she like elderly is she in her uh, 80s 60s I, how old would I you was, say she is genius? i was in my th- mid to mid 30s at this point so are we old enough to know better oh yeah i'm old. <laughs> yeah <laughs> she was probably 
late sixties, early seventies. Okay, so so elderly. Did did, did she probably have to uh, like you know uh, collect things um, and you know send up out tin for World War One? Right, like, she, she sent out like, fucking bail, war bonds and shit. Like she's seen some no. things. <laughs> no, she looked affluent. She didn't okay, look like she fair. necessarily survived the depression. That's fair. Right? That's good. So. That's good. You're not taking anything away from her technically. Right? No, I'm not. I'm like we're all there for the same reason for savings. So fucking like, because <laughs> we're all about value. So I'm like, lady, I had my hand on this TV. This is mine. I'm just looking for a cart to put it in there because it's fucking heavy. She goes, no, it was in my cart already. I'm like, how is it the fucking your cart went in there? Oh, you're so rude with your mouth. And I'm like, you're going to fucking hear this ain't even shit. I'm not telling you, lady, you get your raggedy old hand off of this or we're going to have more words. Okay, and I know you you were not one to censor yourself once, like, you've hit a, at least, you know, eight or nine at this right? point. Did you use the raggedy? Yeah, I did. And I think I called her a lot of different things. Oh, you're so... Blah, blah, blah. Well, she's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm like, oh, you know what? Fuck you, right? So any anytime they introduce that, it just escalates it even to that next level, sadly. So I'm just putting my, like... 30 some odd genius, you just like full just, of piss and vinegar. Just yelling, right? And I'm like, I don't want to, I can ease, honestly, I could easily just take that TV and yank it right the fuck out of her hand, right? And I was real tempted to a few times. I'm oh even boy. like pulling her Did closer. you have a little angel and demon pop up? Right? I'm like, man, she's going to, if you try that, she's going to fall. Or like, this looks like the old kind of bitch that'll just cry. Oh, oh, and she would crawl on the ground and then say, oh, my neck and my hip, right? And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go through that. So I'm verbally altercating her, and I'm calling her everything but her name. I think I said she with her old raggedy, no, her old Methuselah having ass or some shit like that, right? I'm I'm getting biblical on her, and so people are hearing this and it's causing a scene, right? Because I'm getting loud, she's getting loud. At this point, are we in the age of cell phone cameras? Because that's more flip phone era, is it not? No, it wasn't more flip phone. Maybe about what was it? Maybe not quite ten years ago. So it was just loud enough. People were like busy doing their own stuff but loud enough where the manager comes right okay that's fair you've you've drawn the uh, ire she goes what's going on i'm like look i had my hand on this tv it was the last one here it was in my basket listen how in the fuck is it gonna be in your basket when it's right here i've had my hand on it i've been looking for a basket why don't i just fucking take your basket you know don't take my basket this is my i will fucking take this on and i'll you know what well, I'm going to hold on to this TV till I figure out what's going on. And, she, and she's like, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, I'm finally agreeing with her. That's fucking my TV right there. Like, that's the one I fucking want. That's the, the, the last one. And she's like, well, if you guys are going to behave like children, I'm going to treat you like children and put the TV back. Fuck you. And I'm like, fuck you. At right? that point, did like your, your ire combine and you guys actually became this like Crossing crazy kaiju? Yeah. We both were like, oh, oh, oh. like, you know what? You can't fucking do that. We've been waiting in line because I'm cold. I'm hungry. I'm tired. It's like 530 in the morning, right? Oh, my right? God. So I'm, oh. And I still got to go to work, right? So I'm like, shit. Uh, You're not so, coming away empty-handed at this point. Uh, no, exactly. I'm, I've already waited that time. I fucking paid my dues. I'm getting the goddamn TV. No, none of you is getting the TV. Oh, go fuck yourself. Right? And so finally, I go to this this guy behind me. He goes, hey, man, do you speak Spanish? And I go, yeah. And he goes, hey. So basically, translation, he goes, look, 
I found that they have cheaper TVs at Walmart. I got a TV in my cart from here. Do you want to go ahead and I'm going to Walmart and getting that TV? You can have this TV. You can go for a buy. That's all I got in my cart. I'm like, all right, bet, right? I'm like, I'll probably go to Walmart later on, but I'm just gonna, I'm fucking winning this argument. So I grabbed the TV. So as the manager's like, none of you getting TV, and I go, you know what? Fine, I got this one. And then the lady, I go, look at that's what I look what I got, bitch. Suck oh, it, right? God, and so genius. I'm just sitting there like strutting, right? And she's just got this like her face gets all puckered up like a cat's asshole, just looking around, right? And so she's pissed. And I walk and I go to the TV and you know, and I buy the TV. And then I'm like, you know what? I gotta go get some shit at Walmart too, because this is one of the targets was like about a block away from the Walmart. Right. So I go to the Walmart. And I'm like, well, shit, there's a better TV that's bigger at a better price. Well, okay. So I went and bought that one. I go back to Target, return that TV, and I go, and the lady's right there, and I go, hey, you can have this. I don't want this anymore. This is more of something for you, right? And so then, like, I went and I got the TV and I walked out. And you know what? It's the TV that we watch to this day. Shut the front door. <laughs> I feel like such an accessory now with that. My God. Well, in, in the way, though, technically it all comes back around where everyone walks away with a TV. And know, I prove my point. <laughs> what and the now point, I, what now, was the point? I don't know. I win. <laughs> Like, so like <laughs> when genius wins, we all lose. <laughs> See, and I stand by it. It's the principle. It's the principle. If I was there first, had my hand on it, you know, it was my TV. That's true. I mean, it's solid logic. Possession is nine tenths. She can't say that she had it and put it in her basket when it wasn't even in the basket. And she couldn't pick it up and put it in there. She was like, oh, I was here first and I saw it. Like, I, you can see it all you want. You can see in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up first. But if I have that, it's my TV. All I can say is I wasn't there. I've got to go with your you know, version there, my good sir. And I'll I think you should have hot-wired a rascal. <laughs> like Mrs. Mrs. Deagler ass. <laughs> yeah, and then, then as she's going so fast, the TV flies into the air. You catch it. TV for you, right? Now, exactly. <laughs> Maybe two TVs. Maybe lucky, two, right? No, but here's the thing. I probably wouldn't do that now, depending on the circumstances. Lies. I would. I would probably be more like trying cooler heads. But again. I was up early. It was Black Friday. You know, I was already cranky. You know, I, I mean, I, 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 it was my own choice to be there. But at the same time, it's, 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 it's like, uh, it's OK. It's OK. It's fair. Again, we, we, we share a lot with our film family on there. No violence was had. At least I didn't like cold water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Give yeah, her the big boot. Football charger, fucking spear her like I'm like fucking Santa Claus and Santa Slay. Well, again, you are the Bam Bam Bigelow of podcasters because you are nimble on your feet. I do believe someone compared you to MC Hammer, just not recently. <laughs> so, yeah, so you have much to be proud of? <laughs> no. You won? <laughs> I won, and that's the important thing. At the end of the day... I proved my point. Yeah, it was a little bit more hassle for me. Yeah, I could have handled it better. I could have let her win, but at the same time, I won. It's the principle of it. You can't get away with shit just because you're old. I mean, like, yes, certain accommodations will be made, but at the same time, you don't get nothing for free. You know what I'm saying? True. Absolutely true. Regardless of your age, I think everyone <laughs> wins when you become a member of our film family. So hopefully, if you've enjoyed a little bit of what we've 
maybe overshared potentially <laughs> with some of the clips that we provide there. And again, whether you are from a squidly diddly to another time, another place, I'd like to think we have a lot of content for a lot of people out there. Now, and, and, and lady, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but you know, he's not sorry. Them's the breaks. <laughs> well, as it turns out, this is, again is going to be our last uh, main feed episode in the month of February until, of course, the month of March when we go back into the mouth of March Madness. And hey, as it turns out, big surprise, but I imagine uh, one half of the Media Rewind podcast will probably be going a little mad with us because... You know, membership has its perks, and plus you're a friend. Yeah, man, it's like the Amex. <laughs> of course, of course. But thanks again for j- looking back at, uh, you know, some of the memories that have been made. And I'm telling you, tiny Candyman ads. <laughs> <laughs> but again, if you are on Patreon, we are going to be loaded in the month of February with new content. So please come on over. Join the film family. Ring the dong gong. <laughs> Get get to work, Chad and Dustin. Dong, tell you. So and, until the month of March, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee, and we'll see you in your dreams. <laughs>